Welcome back to another episode of the Mac Rumor Show. Today we have a very special guest. We have TikTok superstar, <laughs> but also in our hearts, he is. I mean, do we call you? Well, I guess we're going to call you because you became famous on TikTok. So now your former Mac Rumors colleague, Frank McShan. Welcome, Frank. Thank you so much exactly. for joining us. <laughs> of course. I'm so happy to be here. This is like the second time we've ever spoken, like face to face, kind of face to face. Um, you know, I think so. obviously, obviously we've had, we have, you know, our work channels, but like, I think that's the thing that a lot of people don't understand with Mac rumors is that literally everyone lives in a different place. So primarily all of our communication is done via text. And then when we meet somebody in person, it's like, Hey, I've known you forever, but not really. <laughs> right. It's crazy. Like we're, we're all like on different sides of the world yet. We're still kind of working together. It's, it's awesome. Are you ready to talk, uh, some Apple news here? I am. I'm excited. Well, before we do that, how's everything going with like you blew up with making just Apple TikToks and just tech in general? Like, how is it going? Like, how are you enjoying being a uh, a creator in the TikTok world? It is fantastic. So I got started right around late 2019, and I that was right around when I started around at Macrumors as well. And I never really thought anything would kind of happen. I was just kind of making tech videos. I was making, um, you know, like iPhone hacks, like little little videos like that. And when iOS 14 came out, I kind of just um, made like a little tutorial. And before I knew it, like one day I had a, that video had 30 million views. It was insane. Jeez. And um, from there, I just kind of kept going with like one to three videos per week, um, keeping doing like some general tech videos, some iPhone hacks, you know, Anything that I kind of find to be interesting in the tech space, um, I've kind of incorporated into some of my videos. And I just graduated college in December. So now I'm doing content creation full time. So I'm so excited to kind of have more time. Thank you. Yeah, I'm so excited to have more time to kind of um, do this, you know, without having like a bunch of other things going on at the same time. So now I can kind of just focus on content creation. So it's awesome. Well, now we're going to jump from going to like what, 30 second videos to an hour long podcast. So I hope you're ready. Yes, <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> Let's do it. All right. Well, uh, guess what, guys? Big news. Apple Music Classical was finally announced. I mean, I don't know if they really announced it as much as they just put it on the App Store. The App Store. Uh, yeah. Hartley, you want to dive in with that? Yeah, so it was all a little bit unexpected, really, wasn't right? it? So it mm. just appeared out of nowhere. There wasn't even a, a newsroom press release. There was nothing about it, really. Um, and I guess that means we're not getting a spring event because we would have maybe got the, the new color options, the new accessories, and uh, Apple Classical all at some sort of spring event, maybe the Mac Pro. And that's pretty much not going to happen now. So yeah, Apple Classical, it's this new experience um, for classical music specifically. Um, and it's a little bit strange because I, I can't quite get my head around whether I like the idea of this or not. I understand its purpose. A lot of people say, well, what, what do you need a separate app for? It's just classical music. It's, it's, mu it's all music. But I do get the need for a little bit of a better way to sift through that metadata. But there are some serious limitations here. So there's no iPad app, and yet there will be an Android app, which is yeah. strange. There's no Mac app either. Um, and 
some of it just feels a little bit odd. Like there's no uh, colorful uh, background to the now playing view that you normally get with album artwork. So I think the people, some people will really love this, but it sort of still feels a little bit half-baked to me. I don't know. What, what do you guys think? So for me, I found this announcement to be interesting just because like we've been hearing rumors about it for quite literally years. <laughs> and um, just to kind of have a, I, I do kind of like the idea of the separate app just because I think when you're looking for classical music, the experience is just different than, you know, like your traditional music that you would have on Apple Music. So um, I do like that Apple kind of took the approach of launching the separate app. Um, I am excited to see kind of how the launch and if how it kind of like performs on the app store as well, if people are using it and stuff like that. So um, that'll be something we'll have to pay attention to later this month. I feel like and maybe it's yeah. just a classier version of Apple Music, right? There's no fancy color backgrounds because you're listening right. to classical music. It needs to be relaxed and calm and just, you know, more classy. I don't know. It does look to me just like at first glance, like a stripped down version of just Apple Music, like very basic. It's like Apple Books meets yeah. Yeah. Apple Music. That's that's the I, aesthetic. Exactly. I kind of like it. I'm, I'm just looking at the screenshots like it. I kind of like the way it looks. I like these little graphical renders of uh, of Beethoven and stuff. Like that's pretty cool. They got us some pictures, some portraits. Yeah, and they're they're custom made as well. Apple's yeah. commissioned these um, of artists, and they're going to continue doing that. And there's going to awesome. be a lot of exclusive recordings. You know, Apple Music always does this really well with spatial audio recordings. And this experience basically means Apple is taking the classical music space, um, which other companies like Spotify, while they're building uh, sort of perhaps slightly controversial new features into their app. Uh, Apple really going to just take take over a genre basically for uh, a very large number of people for the time being. What what controversial features are you talking about? Well, podcasts being put so front oh, and center okay. and the the uh, new the, the redesign that they announced this week, right? Oh, did I miss that? It has been I have not paid attention to anything outside of Apple related stuff. Have you heard about this Frank, the redesign? I ha no, I have it. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I feel like I'm are you making this up, Hartley? Oh no, no, no. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't recall this. <laughs> yeah. No, well, I hope I, I hope I'm not making it up. No, so you're not. It's, oh no, it's like um, it's like TikTok, but in yeah. in Spotify, which it's also kind of like Instagram as well, and so it will just show you content on the on the homepage, oh, which no. obviously some people uh don't mind it's good for discovery i get that spotify is great for discovery but other people are thinking why do i want social media when i just want to dive into some music um so it seems to be a little bit of a, a controversial move well i guess that actually could be kind of cool i'm looking at pictures now and like it does look like tiktok um and i guess if it was like aggregating like stories and tiktoks and things from your favorite artists that you follow I guess that could be kind of cool because then you don't need to go to separate apps to see like stories of bands like warming up before show like live stuff like that that actually might be kind of interesting i just don't know if i want that because like according to this little picture it looks like it's the main home screen like thing like when i open up the app i don't want that to be the first thing i see i want to see my library first 
Hey guys, just wanted to take a quick minute to tell you that this episode of The Mac Rumor Show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, getting to know yourself, like truly getting to know who you are as a person on the inside, can really be a lifelong process, especially since we are all, hopefully, growing and changing as people over time. I'm personally a huge fan of what therapy can do for us, and sometimes just talking things out with other people can really help us get to know ourselves better on the inside and help figure out what it is that we might want. And if you're considering therapy, I'd highly recommend giving BetterHelp a try. It's incredibly convenient since it's done entirely online, and it's also affordable. You can fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and then if you want to, you can always switch therapists anytime you want at no additional charge. Again, I'm a pretty big fan of therapy and the benefits that it can bring to you in the long run. I feel like everyone just needs that objective person to talk to and really get those feelings out to someone who's actually a trained professional and can definitely give you the right advice that one might need. So discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash MacRumors today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash MacRumors. Also in the news is something that I am 100% excited for. Um, it's something that I'm hoping will come sooner than later. And according to Ming-Chi Kuo, everyone's favorite Apple analyst, or at least one of my favorite Apple analysts, uh, he has just recently said that Apple is set to launch a redesigned HomePod with a 7-inch display. And I use a lot of my like smart home assistant like i use google assistant and i love the ones with the displays because there's just so much more functionality behind it um, whether it's like putting on music and being able to see the artwork or watching youtube videos with the kids and just kind of have it playing seeing a recipe visually seeing it rather than listening to it so it'd be really cool to uh have apple kind of jump into that space and also you know i use facetime so like another facetime device that's kind of handy um hartley what are your thoughts on this? Would you buy a display to use as your HomePod kind of, you know, all-in-one device? Yeah, definitely. I would be really interested in this. I feel like this is what the HomePods needed for for years, even if it's just to see what track is playing and how far right. through you are in a track. Um, or, you know, smart home accessories. If it just shows me maybe the accessories that are in the, in the room that the HomePod's in, and I can just tap the top of the display as I as I walk by, or maybe mm -hmm. shortcuts. Um, I think it makes I think it makes perfect sense. But it's it's tying into this bigger smart home strategy. Um, obviously, Apple is now still interested in the HomePod, and but seven inches is quite small. So I can't imagine really making a FaceTime call on that. It's still it's still pretty little when you think that that probably will be a bit further away from you than an iPhone would be. Um, it's not going to be quite like a like a Google Home. I don't know. What do you think, Frank? So yeah, I've I'm actually really excited about this. One, I've had the Amazon Echo Show since it released, and that was like one of the first kind of smart home products that I ever purchased. And I really do like the display because um, you can. I, I think the integration with Apple Music is going to be huge for this HomePod, um, just because if you were playing music, you'd want to see, like you'd mentioned, just kind of seeing what song is playing, seeing where you are in the track. Even having the integration with Apple Music real-time lyrics would be something that I think would be really cool to have. Um, even maybe with the Apple Music Sing feature that just launched recently too. And um, taking advantage of a lot of those new features I think would be is going to be critical in just kind of seeing how the HomePod kind of is able to um, 
transform into the singular audio device into kind of a more a device that has you know a display and that you can interact with more and it's a little bit more personal you know and this will have to be engineered to be something slightly different because it's not going to run ios so it's going to have to run some sort of new home os i mean the home pod currently runs tv os which makes more sense in a home pod context with that um with that very sort of minimal experience so i can see it being a, a modified version of tv os um, it's just really a question of how much it can do. I think real-time lyrics are a great example of something it could do. Um, even just, I would love it if it would take on the colors of album art on, on, yeah. the, on, oh, the, exactly. on the That would be great. You know, give you more of a feel of the, of the song visually. Do you think this is a substitution to some of the rumored things we heard? Uh, like where, um, you know, how Google announced that like kind of hub thing where you can have the tablet and then dock it. Uh, I know Apple was also kind of reportedly going to do something similar to that with like an iPad kind of speaker stand HomePod kind of combo. Do you think this is like another product that would be in that lineup or a direct substitution for that or what? I think it will be an, it will be another product in the HomePod lineup. Although okay. it's interesting that Kuo said it was a redesigned HomePod, which I don't know if that was intentional wording, but he wasn't describing it as a new HomePod, another HomePod. It was a redesigned oh, Like, like there's no more original cylinder yeah. HomePod. It's just... Okay. So that was interesting. And I don't yeah. know whether that was intentional, but um, if so, then maybe this is the first sort of real expansion of the, of the lineup. But to me, it would make sense that fast forward two or three years, we've got a little dock for your pad. We've got a separate larger display. We've got the Apple TV combined with the HomePod sort of sound bar. And then we've got the little HomePod uh, or what will be a, a smaller HomePod by then with a seven inch display and then the HomePod mini. Uh, but I think it's got to be a whole lineup. If you're doing a, a home OS, if you're doing a, a selection of these products, you can't just stop there. So I think this is maybe just the start really. I would agree. I think that this HomePod, this all the HomePod news we've kind of been um, getting recently. I think Apple is sort of building towards a home sort of, um, like we have we have the Mac, we have the iPad, we have our iPhone. Like I think they're really gonna be pushing home and TV within the next few years. Um, I think the HomePod mini was a really good product just because of the sense of like how small and portable it is. And also the price point, like we haven't, the previous HomePod was 349 when it first launched. So um, just to have a HomePod that, you know, is cheaper is a great option for most consumers. So I, I also am kind of curious as to how Apple would price this thing, you know, in 2024, whenever it does launch. Um, I don't know, kind of like, I don't know if it'd be like five, 600, something like that, but I have no idea, but with something with the display, it's going to be pretty expensive. I can imagine. That's the other thing. Like I'm going to look up what does a Nest Hub go for? It goes for $99 and that is a seven inch display. And you said that that was kind of small. Mm -hmm. um, but honestly, I think that's a really good size for somewhere like the kitchen, mostly like your nightstand. Um, like that's where I have one of mine. We do have one in the kitchen, but we also have a Nest Hub Max and that one goes for 229. So, I mean, is Apple trying to be competitive or is Apple just gonna do what it normally does where they don't care and uh, you know price themselves out because they know people will still buy it in general. I'm guessing it's gonna be the latter, but. 
But it's it's different with home products. That's what I, I can't work out because if they price it too high, this is not a product that people run out to buy. It's not like an iPhone. They could charge $2,000 for the next iPhone and people don't, will still buy don't it. Tell, don't tell them that. Uh, don't say that. <laughs> even with the iPad Pros, you know, we're hearing, we heard some news this week that the next generation iPad Pros could be more expensive than a MacBook Pro. I can believe that with the OLED displays. But with a HomePod mm-hmm. with a screen, if it just lets you maybe watch Apple TV, do some FaceTimes, um, listen to Apple Music, is that enough to command a price of six hundred dollars? I can't. I, I have a hard time believing they'll they'll charge less than that. But how many people are going to be interested at that price point, considering it is ultimately for the home? It's not. It's not as personal. It's not something you carry around with you like a MacBook or you don't get worked on it. It's not going to be even like an iPad Pro right. in terms of the amount of work you get done on it. So, and if it's not really, it's not going to offer you a better uh, experience for listening to music than a, a stereo pair of existing HomePods, I'm, I'm guessing. So price will be really interesting, I think. I guess only time will tell. Um, I mean, I feel like they're going to do what they've been doing and just price themselves out and make it to where not a lot of people go out and buy them. But uh, we do have a main topic to get to, and that is mostly revisiting the iPhone 14, which huge news, guys. I don't know if you saw this. I don't know if you were up early this morning uh, and were able to pre-order the brand new iPhone 14 in yellow. Did you guys get one? I was actually looking at my phone thinking I, sh- I forgot to do that. I should Should I do that? Should I should we take a look at the iPhone 14 in yellow? You guys aren't well. I think super we sh- happy about this, are you? <laughs> well, it's just I, I think I've seen more more news. I had to write more about yellow iPhones this week than than I think I ever thought was possible. I mean, we're gonna make a whole episode out of it. Let's go. Yeah, the next forty <laughs> minutes all on the yellow iPhone. No, I, I think what we yes. need to really get into, and Frank, you're going to lead us off, is sure. what are your thoughts on the new yellow iPhone? Yes, but like, do we need more color options? Like, Why was this not on the Pro? Why does the Pro get neglected sometimes? Take it away. We should also okay. say that Frank is the so, only one of us that has actually seen the yellow iPhone. Well, yeah, that too. Flash. You also have it. That's so, why you're starting us off. You know, we, we, yes. <laughs> we can really only trust what Frank has to say. Yeah. Yeah, so um, I have a few thoughts about the yellow iPhone 14. So um, we know that Apple redoes the mid-cycle iPhone refreshes every year. This year, we got the new yellow color. Last year, we got green. And then the previous year, we got purple. Um, I prefer like having the, the, the yellow, I will say, is a fantastic yellow. I walked in when I saw it for the first time. I was extremely excited. I was like, oh, my God, this looks amazing. Um, but I, I do wish like they had brought the color to, I I can see like why they didn't do it this year for the pro models, just because I can see that maybe a yellow pro model would have looked similar to the gold. Um, but I do think that, um, having sort of a pro model that we can, because I know people are go crazy about colors every year. It's like one of the biggest things that I hear people talk about all the time, like, which, what, what is going to be like the new color this year? Like last year was the deep purple. Um, I really do want a product red, 
Pro model on the iPhone. Um, I think that's been, I've seen that on Twitter a lot. A lot of people have been saying, agreeing and like saying it too. It's something that I think would would look really, really, really nice on the Pro models just with the matte glass on the back. Um, but for the yellow iPhone 14, it's, it's kind of keeping that saturated color combo. If I'm trying to describe it, it, they launched a canary yellow case as well that kind of goes um, hand in hand with it. I would say that it's like we have the iPhone 14 and iPhone 14 plus. It's kind of a we because we, we've had yellow in the iPhone 11, the iPhone 10R and now the iPhone 14. Um, I do really like the color of the iPhone 14. It's more like the iPhone 10R colors, I think, were some of my favorites just because of how kind of bright they were and fun. Um, but I do really like this new color. It's something that I think was a good choice just because, you know, it's we're in we're like in the dead of winter right now, getting closer to spring. I think it's a nice kind of upbeat color. It's giving me summer vibes, you know. Um, I think it's a really good color choice. But like I said, I do kind of wish that there was a pro option available as well. I think that the reason why there wasn't a pro model, just my theory, is that I think it was a, more of a manufacturing issue than the fact that they didn't want to offer it or that it would be too close to, to gold. Because to they, they have basically perfected the process of anodizing aluminium to get these really nice saturated colors now. They've got that perfect. But they we know that they struggle with the stainless steel. It's a much harder material. Um, and right. even when they wanted to do the gold stainless steel, I mean, they there was originally going to be a gold um, iPhone 10, but they had to delay it because they just could not get it right with the stainless steel. So I'm guessing that yellow, which is a hard color to make saturated and bright and look really nice, um, they just could right. not get the get it on the stainless steel. Um, and if the sides were a bit faded, but the back was really bright, um, it would have ended up being a bit faded or or at least looking a little bit more toward the gold, I think. So that would maybe be the reason. But I agree it's a shame because it was really nice. Like last year with green and alpine green, um, they complemented each other really well. And I think, exactly, let's face it, with yeah. the iPhone 14 lineup, there is more interest in the Pro models. Um, so it, it really kind of should have been on the Pros. Or maybe give us a different color with the Pros. It's okay to do different colors, I think. What, what color would you like to see on a Pro model? Well, I'm with you on this, Dan, and I would say orange. Yes, but I, I okay. Accept. That's another one that I've wanted. Yes, yeah. but like, yeah, I but you're that's right. A orange issue, though, isn't it? Yeah. Well, that's fine. Like, it's it's gonna look more like a copper, like a like a burnt, darker orange because they have to. You're right. It's not it's not gonna shine, and that's fine. It doesn't need to. Those renders. Um, well, you didn't bring them up specifically, but you mentioned about the dark red or the product red, and those ended up looking yeah. more dark red. Um, which, by the way, I thought there was like a, and I could be making this up, but I was always under the impression that Product Red had a very specific like type of red that it needed to be in order to be considered Product Red. But I've seen so many different versions that I guess that's just not mm. true. But I, I kind yeah, of assumed dark red would never code. happen. Not like a hex code. But I think I, it's... Go ahead. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe it, I, I don't, I've, I've never seen a dark red for Product Red. No, yeah, exactly. exactly. And... Right, it's always been kind and of also, a brighter Apple red. Also, gives up a little, a little cut of the uh, the money for everything it sells that is product mm -hmm. red to charity. So that's why some devices that Apple has done over the years that have been red. So things like the red iMac, they call it pink. It's not pink. It's it's red. 
um, that does not come under the, the the product red category. And I'm guessing we do hear rumors about there being a product red or a red iPhone 15 Pro, that that would be this year's sort of special new color. Yeah. If so, I'm guessing that is not going to be product red because Apple doesn't want to give a little cut uh, to charity That's of, sad. Its, no. of its best-selling device. That's I'm the one assuming that should... is going to be the reason. That's the one it should be doing. You should be making your most popular no, I, product. I know. Well, I know. Everyone will still say I it's think... product red. Like, we've got used to calling it that. Yeah. Right. I think I think whatever happens, though, whatever kind of pro color that we get, I think it's going to be whatever Apple does. I think they'll kill it like every time, every year, like we with the Sierra blue or um, this year's deep purple. I've loved the special color. I know some people are kind of like, like eh, I'll bet it. But I, I feel like Apple kills it every year with that special color on the pro model. And that's usually the phone I go with every year. I did Even not. The purple? Did we did... found the purple? Uh... I have the deep purple. Yeah. I love it because that was controversial. I felt like that was unexpectedly like people were a little bit not sure about that. People said it looked a little bit gray, and I think I don't know. People were maybe perhaps a little bit spoiled with Sierra Blue because Sierra Blue was very nice, a little bit don't more like universally it. appealing. I don't like it. Why? Why tell us why then? I don't know. I was well. I just don't think it looks. I didn't. I just didn't like the way it looked on a uh, on the Pro models. I would have rather have had like midnight, like a darker blue. But I suppose they they've got to do something different every year because they've done what well, I can't was it Pacific blue, Sierra blue. That's two blues. We've had enough no, blues and, now. And that's and that's the thing. That's probably why I didn't like whatever one was the second one. Was that Pacific blue or Sierra? Yeah, Sierra. The Sierra. The Sierra, the Sierra, Sierra blue was second. Yeah. Right, and I think that's why I thought they were so close. To, in my opinion that like I, I was bored of it and i'm like all right that well, well i'm not gonna get this one again i don't think it it doesn't look any different really to me maybe a little bit but like that's not enough we need we need an orange i'd be cool with that dark red that dark red looked good because it's mostly the matte i think everybody's sick of high gloss we need some matte colors that look good no i agree really? i think like that red or copper orange those yeah. those two colors i think would be perfect on the next pro model what do you and realistically think it's going to be, Hartley? Uh, this year, what do I think it's going to be? Yeah, the pro. Yeah, it's going to be the red. Yeah, that's what, that's what the rumors are saying. So I think well. this is the year for red. I mean, we've had, we had midnight green, we've had two shades of blue, and we've had purple. So I think I can believe that it's time for red. Um, they've, they've, they are exhausting the other sort of premium look color options that they can do that are a little bit darker. Um, and and do look different to the, the standard line of iPhones. You know, they're not meant to be really colorful. Even Sierra Blue, although it's a light color, um, it still somehow strikes a bit of a different tone to the colors that you get on the, on the standard models. And that's intentional. You know, one is meant to be professional and a little bit sort of mean looking, and one is meant to be fun and, and more engaging. And it's supposed to reflect that. Um, because, of course, it's also going to play differently with the, the gloss back as well exactly and you know one of the colors that i would also love to see on a future iphone would be just sort of a total like matte black iphone like i know we've my one of my favorite colors that we've ever had on an iphone was back the iphone 7 jet black if you guys remember that one that oh, that yeah. color was i know it was like really fingerprinty and everything but yeah it you was know a it, they killed it with that color <laughs> it was awesome you know just having like a totally matte black iphone um, you don't think so you don't think this one's that's close? Also, 
I think it's I mean, close. That's why I like it. I do. I like. I. I just feel like if we had like a, t a a total like, I know. I I know it's like the space black is similar, but I don't know. Just like it's that just, just black color, I really loved. Yeah, it is the right. Finish. It's with, the with the iPhone too. Seven, it's because the iPhone Seven, with it being all aluminium, even the antenna bands and everything kind of ties into it directly and even the camera bump was smaller right so it looks so continuous exactly. across the edges of the device it's why it, it looks so good whereas now you've got the shiny frame and the the matte back and then you've got the glossy glass that is on the sort of camera plateau but i wonder if with the iphone 15 if it does have a smaller camera bump, especially for the Pro Max model, and it's got these curved edges as well, if that will also maybe mean that a darker black will perhaps be able to seamlessly blend with the design a little bit better. Um, at the moment, I don't think they can offer it when they're offering so many different finishes. It's a little bit like the Slate right. Black oh, exactly. um, iPhone 5, where they've got the different, the different materials and the different finishes. Um, so I think that, that also comes into it. Do you think Apple needs to give us more choices across the board, like the MacBook Pro and Space Gray and 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 Silver? Like that's that's got to change, right? Or do you think it's going to stay the honestly, same? Honestly, honestly, the the MacBook Pro offering doesn't like I, I it doesn't the color of my laptop doesn't really matter to me a whole lot. Like I I have like I'll either alternate between Space Gray and Silver. It's not really like as big of a deal for me as like when I picked the iPhone. Cause I know like that's going to be with me for, I know I use my Mac every day as well, but it's, I feel like it's a little bit different when you, cause the, the iPhone is what you're using like all the time, like the most, I feel like, you know? So I, I, I mean, I, I think it would be cool to have, I, I did, I did like the colors of the M2 MacBook air. Um, it would be cool though, to have some kind of brighter colors reminiscent of the iPhone 14. Um, I'm, or kind of like the iMac as well. Um, so I'm not sure how something like that would look, but. I think for me, it's it's not so much having more choice, but it's about having consistency. And I've ranted on the, about oh, this really? on this podcast. Uh, yes. are, you gonna talk about, are you going to talk about <laughs> uh, consistency? Yeah. Go so on, for me, tell, tell us about Starlight, your favorite. Yes. So I think I have to uh, say, compared to a year ago, it's better than it was. Because now you can get a MacBook Air in Starlight. You can get your iPad Air in Starlight, your iPad Mini. Yep. Yeah, so it, it's there is a little bit more consistency. But I think what bothers me is that there is still a lot of disarray across the product lineups in terms of what is offered and with those shades themselves. So if you get space gray on one device, it is not the same sort of space gray as on another. The Midnight HomePod does not look anywhere near as blue as the midnight uh, MacBook Air say. Uh, and that does bother me. And I know that people say, oh, well, they split them across pro products and non-pro products. And if you want a pro product, um, then you get the classic colors, you get your silver, your gold, um, and whatever variant of black or gray they're doing this year. Um, and then if you get uh, a, a more entry-level or standard product, then you don't necessarily get those. Except it's not true, because sometimes you do. You do get space gray now on the MacBook Air. You do get silver as well as starlight and midnight but then something like the iMac not available in space gray but is available right. in silver which is supposed to be your apparently now your premium color option uh, the iPad mini you can't get in silver but what if I'm a pro user that likes the iPad mini why do I have to have mismatching colors so this is effectively like the core of my problem 
Am I yeah. making any more sense than I than I have done when I've ranted about this before? No, it, I mean it makes sense. I just don't think Apple cares. So that's just what you're gonna have to deal with. No, oh, I know. You can rectify it with cases, though, to be fair, because there is better sure. consistency with a lot of the accessories. And I think there are ways to do it. Like, as I say, the pink iMac is red. So if you just get red everything, wherever you can, maybe like red and silver, then then you will have you know, a happy life with your color options. But I think but looks, someone with a good eye for I don't think the I don't think that um, I do not like the pastel fronts on the iMacs. I think it ruins everything. I like really? them. I, I really like, like the, the dual tone. I, I, I don't mind dual tone. I don't like the, some of the pastel versions of it. But it makes sense because you don't want like an aggressive color looking at you. You want the aggressive color at the back. It would give you a headache if you had that bright red looking at you all the time. Here's what I would have been fine with. All white front with a colorful Apple logo to match the back. That's that an interesting cool. idea. That would have been cool. I understand that the chin all white would have been weird, but we don't really need that chin. If they redesign this, right, and make the fr like make it look like a studio display, that's all you need to do is make it look exactly like a studio display. I I'm guessing there's the chin. Okay, let me rephrase because when I say we don't need the chin, <laughs> there's someone out there like it's manufacturing and there's something important in no, that. The, chin. The, the reason is because it gets yeah. hot, and so it's <laughs> right. behind the display. Right. So, right. but in my if it's mind, that bit of the display it will kill that bit of the display more quickly. In my mind, we don't need that chin. So, Apple in right. this world, you're gonna have to deal with it. So, well, the studio display it doesn't have a full computer, but it kind of has a chip behind it. Anyways, in my mind, I would love for them to figure out a way to make it work so that you don't need that chin, and or at least not that big of one, so that the uniformed white bezel looks good. And then you maybe enough to just fit the, the Apple logo on there if you're going to make a chin and just color match it. And the colors on the back look great. I think the, you know, I don't know. People make big deals out of colors, uh, meaning something or another. I know there are men out there who think it's lame to have a pink iMac. I just don't like the color pink. So when I like the it color red. really pink. It's it red. It is kind of. No, the front is pink. The front is <laughs> it's pink. It's a little bit. It's a little pinkish. It is definitely pink. Red, basically. It, the front the is definitely pink. The back is very pink. red. It's like yeah. deep and I, red. Like and I product like red, that. not product yes. red. And I like that red. And I would buy that. But then I look at the front and I'm like, oh, I don't like that. And like the the... And it has nothing to do with any of those superficial reasons. I just don't like that color. And that same goes for the green, is it? No, the blue. We have the blue. I don't like that pastel blue on the front. I That like is very reminiscent of kind of High Sierra, or not High Sierra, Sierra Blue. I'm Sierra those, Blue. Yeah, Sierra Blue. <laughs> High Sierra. Let's not talk about High Sierra. Sierra. That was a while ago. Yeah. I'm not getting there, but I don't... I don't like that that version of the blue, and it kind of kills it. So you know what is the best-looking iMac? And this is so sad to say. The silver. silver. It's the silver one. It's the best-looking one. It's because it's a classic look. It's a classic look. But it just looks answer better. Answer me this, Stan. Answer me this. How do you feel about the AirPods Max colors? Because AirPods Max is also two-tone. Yeah. I don't... I don't... Yeah. I don't like those either, honestly. No. No? I, really? I, they're good. I bought a blue... And I ended up getting trading it in for the space gray. <laughs> Talk some sense to this man, Frank. Yeah.
I so I actually do have the silver AirPods Max just because I wanted that to match the silver the silver iPhone I had at the time. Um, but like now, I wouldn't really be as opposed to getting like any sort of like the other colors. I still love them. Um, like the green, I think, is a really good one. Um, but I I do think like having like I I think I to Hartley's point, the consistency would be something that you know it would be nice to have just like having the similar name like having like silver space gray or you know just having the similar colors across the different products i think is sort of would be nice to have <laughs> i guess and if they don't match this is my thing is if you're not gonna have colors that are consistent have colors that go well so if i want to buy an ipad mini but i don't want maybe the purple one and the what are, what is my other choice with the iPad Mini? If I've got everything in silver that is not going to sort of clash with the rest of what I have, I basically don't have a good choice. And I think that's what I don't like is there's nothing wrong with having multiple colors. Um, you, you could definitely have, you know, have green and blue maybe across your devices, green, blue, and silver. That might look good. Um, but they need to be good colors that do work together. Um and I think they're just like, they just look at a color palette for each product individually, which is a shame because this isn't how Apple's supposed to work. Apple's supposed to be on the detail. Um, and I think this is a little bit of a, a weak point for them sometimes. So to go back to the AirPods Max, uh, I'm looking at them now. The pink, I really liked the the band because it's very orange instead. I and the, but like the actual pink comes from the uh, the, uh, the the ear cups there, and I don't I don't like that. You know what looks the best? The silver, the space gray, the green. I do kind of like that, and the blue. Right, it's a it's a really good green. The green is nice. The green with the white is what I really enjoy. I think yeah, that looks right. Really good. It's it's really nice. Yeah, uh, sky blue. I didn't mind it. I and it does it did. I bought it because I I liked it. It did match the best with the the iMac blue. That definitely was like, good job, Apple. You, you you got one that actually like matches and works. But like, what is this pink one? This pink one doesn't match the the iMac. It doesn't it doesn't match at all. What what are you pairing the space gray with? If you're looking at iMacs, there is no space gray iMac. You're not pairing that with anything. Yeah. So I mean, the green that kind of matches i guess but there's no darker green that kind of fits with that it's just white on top and it's almost like a minty white it's not like is it the same white maybe no it's not the same white no no no. yeah yeah it has a hint of green in it yeah it looks like a very kind of light green like a light tealy mint i'm not very good at colors either so what about accessories um frank do you use a case do you have i don't know maybe a a smart case for the ipad a silicon case for your iphone what do you choose um color wise so yeah i i really do kind of love to show the color of the phone so i every year i get a clear case um this year i just like picked up the apple clear case um as far as like the ipad i'll pick up like i usually go with like the magic keyboard that's my favorite accessory for the iPad Pro. I have the white one. Um, like I, I, I do kind of enjoy the um, the Magic Keyboard a lot. Is one of the my favorite Apple accessories just because of how easy it is to just kind of attach it with the smart connector. You can start typing right away, and like everything just works. I love when it you know those types of accessories. But um, 
Yeah, I do tend to go for, especially with my iPhone, just to kind of go with more of the clear cases, just because I do like to show the color. Like, I like to see my phone and see the color of it sometimes, so. Oh, wait, I just had a quick question on the on the case. Um, you no, you get the clear ahead. case. Does that does that hold up well over time with, like, oxidation? Because that's does. the reasons yeah. why I never get so, clear cases. So, yeah, I'll have to clean it every month or two, just because, um, if you can see it right here, I have... Um, just kind of like there are a couple spots on it, but you know that I think that's kind of normal for any sort of clear case. But I'll clean mm -hmm. it every couple of months. But for the most part, it 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 holds up pretty well. Um, I've dropped it a couple of times and no real um, scuffs on okay. the case either. So, see, I don't do cases because I just love the look of the thing, just like you said. But I'm just going more bold. Like I'm just, you know what? If I'm gonna go clear, we're just not putting one on at all. Although I do have the leather case. For some reason, when I travel, like on a plane, I uh, I like to put a case on it. Is that weird? What, what, what are you doing with your phone on the plane, Dan? I, I, <laughs> I just, I don't know. For some reason, I get this fear of like, I, I don't put it in my pocket. I don't like things in my pocket. So I put it in the little like front pocket of the plane. And one, that's probably oh, pretty, okay. one, that's probably pretty gross. Like there's probably a lot yeah. of stuff that has been in there, um, and two, I get afraid that if I drop it, it just gets kicked across. That's what I was gonna say. It's gonna slide. It yeah. would slide to the back right. of the plane. So this won't <laughs> slide. This would prevent sense. it from sliding. And then I, when I get to my destination, I take the case off, which is so stupid. But that's I don't know. It's been ingrained in my in my brain to do that. Um, real quick, you were gonna were you were you gonna touch more on these color cases before we move on? Yeah, so I was I was just going to say, um, what do we think of the new the new colors? Because there is also a little bit of inconsistency there. There's slightly different colors offered across the watch bands, um, across the cases. You can't get a sport band in canary yellow. You can only get it uh, with the right. solo loop, and that's a really nice combination with the the new yellow iPhone. You know, I'm not I'm not big on on yellow, but whenever Apple gives you the the full set of the watch band, the case, and the the phone color, it's very tempting because they seem to coordinate so well. Um, so did you get a chance to look at the the new cases, the new bands? So yeah, when I was when I was there, the only case I was able to check out was the Canary Yellow. That's the only one that was out. Um, but they I was able to kind of like try it on on both the they had one for the plus and one for the regular 14. Um, and it did match like it was spot on like, you know, the color, the case versus the phone, like complement each other very well. But um, to your point, like I, I, it would be nice to kind of like when they do have the watch band, the case, the phone, you do want to get all three together and you want to kind of like match it. So that is something that, you know, is really, I, I really, it's really something that I enjoy when, you know, we have those options, like the colors for phones, watches, everything, you know, everything's consistent. Yeah, I agree. That's, that's my whole, that's my whole, that's my whole rant in a much more succinct way. Wait. What's the color for the Apple Watch Ultra? Is there a specific color tied to it, like naming? Is it just silver? Uh, no, it's just it's they call it natural titanium. Natural. So it's like a slightly warm titanium. I want it because they natural... used to do two different colors of titanium with okay. the old uh, Apple Watch edition. So they think they used to do it. They call it they it was space black titanium and natural titanium. I want those two colors for the next silver and or whatever you're going to call those um, iPhone 15 Pros. 
and yeah, I want and I want the natural to have the orange accent for the buttons. <laughs> I, I think that would look so good. <laughs> yeah, no, it would. But I also think it would look good on the black too. Like, yeah, it could like, do. Like yeah, the, I'm wearing. I wear this band. The what is this one? The God, the, the hiking one. Trail, the trail, loop? trail loop. Yeah, I don't hike, but that's the band that I wear, and uh, I like the little orange accent on that one. So I was thinking, like, that would look good. Um, I yeah, have nothing else. To got s- no, got no love, did it? In this, in this, there were what over twenty new bands and uh, AirTag accessories. Not one for the Apple Watch Ultra. Not a single new color. Nothing. I mean, in theory, they all work, but so I thought there was a. Little, they work, but like there wasn't a dedicated new sure any a single new color. Even for something like the Ocean, they could have done for the Ocean Band Canary Yellow, for example. That's true. Um, that would have been really nice, I, I think. So, uh, even uh, uh, Apple Watch MS got a bit of love with this refresh. No, I'm not. I don't know how many people care about. Apple I'm Watch not touching OS. that one. <laughs> I do. I think. I, I think it's. I think it, they were really interesting. High really class unique bands. Bring these are first there. party. You know, they're first party bands, and they're inspired by. Um, it's a new cassock collection, so they are inspired by uh, horse jockeys. And so they, oh, they've cool. got these patterns of these different that you get, they're basically multicolored bands. But unless you get the pride bands or the, um, the yeah. unity bands, this is the only other place you're going to get that. And some of them are, well, one of them at least is leather. So if you want a leather band that's multiple colors, um, you know, people say the MS bands are just the same as everything else. I don't think they are. You know, some of them are really unique. Yeah, these are unique looking. I don't know. Still not going to buy one though, are you, Dan? No, no, because I they mean they are really expensive. I was going to say they're super expensive. I'm not wasting. I'm not wasting my money on that. Uh, when it comes to bands, I just put on the same one all the time. <laughs> I try to find one that could go with any single outfit I wear, um, and I just keep it on. I don't know why, but that's just kind of how I work with an Apple Watch. Do you? Uh, do you guys get a bunch of bands and change them out all the time? Match your outfits and stuff. I. Um, I used to do that a lot. I have like anytime I would dress up, I'd throw on the Milanese loop. I love that one. Sure, that, that um, I can understand. Right now, I have I have I have on like the Pride one from 2021. Um, this cool. one's like the this is the braided solo loop is actually my favorite Apple Watch band that they've released just because of how comfortable it is. Like I can wear it that in bed and I can sleep with that for eight nine hours and not being uncomfortable when I wake up in the morning yeah. or not wake up in the middle of the night. Cause sometimes um, I've noticed that like some of the bands, like the sport loops are great. Like I just, I, I really like the braided solo loop just for comfort and, you know, sleeping and stuff like that. Cause I've been using my Apple watch um, when I sleep just for the sleep tracking and um, it's been great. So most of the time I wear just a normal sport band um, and then maybe in the, in the hotter months I switch to, something like the sport loop but most of the time i rotate between four bands i think if you try and if you try and keep more than that in in the running order it's too many it's too much decision fatigue so i like a, a metal band a nylon band a sport band and a leather band i think that covers all bases that's all you need um and usually that that means i've got something appropriate for all all situations um that's that's the way I do it anyway. But I do get very tempted to constantly buy others. 
Um, so oh, yeah. I have to, oh, I have to restrain myself. <laughs> I'll do it, and then I don't wear it, and I just like I've got a problem, and I need help. Is what happens. <laughs> um, yeah, I right. have I have so many. It's crazy. <laughs> I can't believe it, but we almost did forty minutes of colors. <laughs> so I, do... <laughs> I told you we could do it. Man. <laughs> no, no. Well, I, I I think it is a good discussion to have, but um, I don't know. I just. The yellow that I laughed this morning when I saw that the iPhone, the Apple store went down because of the pre-orders. I'm like, yeah, (laughs) that they have to know what they're doing with that. They just have to know that's a big troll. They haven't taken it down for bigger things in in, in the past, which is why it's a little weird. It's so dumb. It's dumb. Let's just call it like it is. But I think it's it's kind of fun. Like it's, it's, it's like, it's almost like memeing it at this point. Like I'm not, I'm not mad about it. I'm laughing more because I just think they're, they're, playing into the whole thing of like this is ridiculous let's drum up as much hype as we can but i did hear that they had and maybe i mean you don't have to comment on this if you don't want to frank but i did hear that the briefings were like as if the iphone 14 never existed like they were just talking about the features of the iphone and like i guess it's a refresh maybe some people just never used one maybe they had different members of the media that got it this time but i heard that it was kind of like here's the the brand new iphone 14 in this beautiful yellow color let's talk about what you can do with the iphone 14 and it's like didn't we just go through this six months ago Mm. yeah i think like i don't know I i i mean i think the yellow iphone 14 um was yeah like i i think it's you know like to get the iphone in the news again like we kind of every year it's kind of like the same thing where we have this mid-cycle refresh it's getting the iphone in the news again it's getting people talking about the iphone 14 again and i think like that's kind of the whole point of the you know the hype and that they were building up and all of that and you know the apple store coming down this morning and all of that but yeah yeah, i mean it's it, it is a good color all in all and like i i would say that like I don't know i just kind of i i think it's a good kind of thing to, that we i don't know just the the whole kind of way like having the, the new color is i think was a good move for apple just because you know we get we're get like i said getting the iphone in the news again we're talking about it um overall i think it was a good move so okay real quick last eight minutes why how are we still feeling about the iphone 14 and the 14 Pro. Do we still like it? I've seen so many people talk about how, you know, it might be not as good as we originally thought. Some things are not working as well. I mean, I know a lot of that is probably software-based, but there have been some camera bugs too. Are you guys happy, unhappy with it? I, I'm i really happy with my iPhone 14 okay. Pro Max. I've had it since, since day one. Um, no real issues. Like I know that there was that camera issue at the very beginning. That never happened to me. Um, the battery life has been really good for me as well. Um, the one thing I will say, like I've had some issues come up. Like anything, any of the issues that have come up have been all in iOS 16. It hasn't been like something I think that is hardware based. Sure. It's pure software. Um, and I think that's kind of I'm hoping with iOS 17, stability is kind of a main priority because. You know, it, it is annoying, like when you're doing stuff and then your phone will crash or it will just randomly restart. Um, and like it ha- it's happened to me quite a few times, but all in all, I'm happy with the iPhone 14 Pro Max. I, like I said, I just wish the software come iOS 17 more so um, is, you know, just getting that stability. Um, so, Hartley? 
So for me, uh, I did actually have that camera, that camera bug quite badly. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, and I, and I didn't know what was going on because I had it on, on launch day and I had it, uh, here, you know, I'm five hours ahead of the, uh, of the U S at least. So I was getting everything set up and with, in particular, where I noticed it was when uh, I tried to like add my bank cards. So I was scanning my bank cards with a camera because what you do when you, you get a new iPhone, you know, you, you log back into stuff, right. you do end up using the camera on day one. And it was just, it was, it was going completely crazy. So the, uh, the image stabilization wow. was rattling around and I genuinely thought is something broken inside. This is how, how has that not damaged the lens? Because um, you could feel it. It was like the feeling of the Taptic engine, but in the top of the phone, it felt wow. really wrong. And you could that hear it like <laughs> inside. It was it was very loud, um, and it just kept happening. So it was slightly terrifying. But I can't hold that against the phone because they fixed it. Um, you yeah. know, a week later, right. two weeks later, they fixed it. Um, but the one thing that I can complain about is battery life. Yeah, um, you know, I don't horrendous. have the Pro Max model, um, but. Uh, just on the normal iPhone 14 Pro, it's probably the worst battery life I've had out of an iPhone for quite a long time. Before this, I had an iPhone 12 Pro. I skipped the iPhone 13. Um, and that, I feel like, was a lot better. Um, and the same goes for several devices before that. I don't know why it, it chews through the battery so much. I turn off always on display. I put low power mode on a bunch now, try and get through the day. Um, it still really struggles. But in spite of that, I really do like the device, I have to say. Um, I, I have no complaints. I, I really like the always-on display. I really like the 48-megapixel camera. I like Dynamic Island. Um, I, yeah. I have no other no other issues. Um, I, it's battery life. You know, I work I work from home, so I can just leave my phone on a charger. It's not a serious issue for me, Same. but maybe for other people, it is. I Yeah, I mean, I don't really have any issues. I've noticed some weird things with the camera, and I feel like the images are kind of the processing issues that it's had and like i don't know i've often seen like it's doing too much we've talked about this when we had uh um we had tyler on like it's doing too much and i don't know when that started like i've been able to like long press and see live photos and the amount of difference that the photo between the video like looks is insane and like the finished product like when it like comes back to life and snaps back to the normal photo, like there's so much over processing going on. I'm like, oh wait, the live photo actually looks better than what you're giving me here. Stop doing that. Stop adding too much to it. You're over sharpening. That's really it. I mean, battery life has been bad, and I'm on the Pro Max. Like it's, I'm still making it through a oh, day, okay. but I'm noticing like that's surprising. Yeah, I'm noticing over the last couple of months like a twenty percent dip faster dip. Like usually I end the day not, I have low power mode set to come out automatically at like 30%. And normally I do not hit that. I get pretty close on heavy days. And lately I've been hitting it a lot more. Uh, I have to kind of look back and see if I'm doing something differently though. Um, if I've uh, gotten a new device that's attached to it or something uh, that's constantly pinging its location in the background, maybe, I don't know. But yeah, I've noticed it's been not as good lately. Uh, but overall, I am still happy with the device. I will say uh, Dynamic Island has become an afterthought for me. I barely use it. I don't know about you guys, but... I So I use it a lot for music. I think it's really helpful to be able to just change the song or even like see where you are in the song without having to like open the control center or open mm -hmm. that separate app because you could be in Instagram and, you know, 
go to the next song without having to even leave the app or open the control center, which is great. Um, as far as like other use cases, I've also used it for like the timer. That was one other time I recall like using it. But yeah, I mean, I don't necessarily use it like every single day, but the I, I do definitely use it a lot with the music app. Yeah, I would agree. Podcasts, music, uh, and timers for me. But as we see more um, support, you know, with even with apps like Uber um, and good support for live activities, yeah. that's when I think it will become uh, a little bit more useful. Yes, but I don't travel like I'm not doing it every on a daily basis. But that is very helpful. Right. Um, it's a few times a week feature. It's not an everyday feature. Right. Right. And, but. Even for me with music and podcasts, like I only listen to those in the car <laughs> or on a HomePod. So like I'm not looking at my phone. So it's I think for mo that's like for most people, I still think like I, I it, think I'm, it is something you end up interacting with quite a yeah, bit. I think I'm kind of in the minority there. I will, I will say the live activities are fantastic, especially with Uber. I was in Vegas for CES at the beginning of January, and that was like the first. I didn't even know live activities were working for Uber, so I just kind of started an Uber, and my phone was locked, and I glanced at it, and it said my Uber was arriving in four minutes, and it was like, wow, this is live activities, and it was fantastic, just kind of the implementation and um, while I was in the Uber, just seeing you know how much longer I have until I get there, um, it was great. Awesome. Well, we did it. We did an, a whole hour almost entirely on we color options. So you're welcome, Hartley. <laughs> Frank, thank you so much for joining us. Honestly, uh, truly appreciate it. Of course, it. it was a pleasure. Congratulations on all your TikTok success. Would you like to plug your TikTok? Sure. It is at Frank McShan, Frank M-C-S-H-A-N. Awesome. I'm sure most of everyone listening already follows you there. Uh, and hopefully by the end of this podcast, you'll have 3 million uh, followers now. We'll just give you a nice million there because that's clearly how many people listen to this show. But yeah, honestly, dude, thank you so much. Appreciate it. And we'll... Um, of course, of course. I'm so happy to be back on Macros. Yeah. Thank you, man. We'll catch everyone in the next episode.